2: Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo and welcome to week 215 and video episode number 41 of Music Is Not a Genre. Each week I take a release from my collection, album, cassette, what have you. I discuss it, I give you my take on it, I throw in some other interesting information and stuff and make connections between all of that and my music and the real world in general. If you like this podcast, or my other podcast, or any of the live or recorded music on this channel, please take a second to subscribe. It would mean a lot to me, trying to grow the family. And, or, if you know someone who you think would be very interested in anything on this channel, who is immersed in music, who can't get enough of music, who's obsessed with music, please share the channel with them, share this video with them. Uh, That would mean a lot to me, too. So, as you can see, my regular podcast viewers, this week is slightly different, and not just because I'm going vertical instead of horizontal, it's because I am actually recording this right now, well not right now, as you're watching it in the future, on a Tuesday before the Thursday release, live on Facebook with an audience, which means hopefully some people will ask questions, etc., etc., chime in in some way. And that will be an actual real conversation, similar to the conversations we have in our, in our, you know, uh, commenting uh, underneath the video, the other videos. So that is one special thing about this. The second special thing is that if you watch the whole video, stick around, I'm going to be performing two songs. I haven't done that in one single one of these podcasts, the 40 other podcasts I have not other than snippets of singing here and there. I haven't done any, and some dancing, I guess. All right, so I've done a little performing, but nothing like this. So please stick around for that. So this week, um, the topic is what makes controversy matter in music and why dancing is essential. And I'm going to find a way to connect those two things, and I'm going to do it using the jumping off point that I found in my LP collection, which is... Madonna's Like a Virgin, released in 1984. So um, when you think of Madonna, what do you you think of? Do you think of her early career when she was in New York doing post-punk and kind of getting into the, you know, uh, nascent dance scene? Do you think of her movie career? Do you think of her personal life? Do you think of her moving to London and all of that stuff and all of the various things that have swirled around her? Do you think of her, uh, I have notes here. Do you think of her mega hits over the decades? Do you think of her constant reinvention? Do you think of her fashion? Do you think of it? You, you may think of more than one of these things, possibly maybe not her movie career. I don't know. Maybe you do. But uh, some combination of those things. But I can tell you that one thing that runs through all of them is controversy. It's something that she has championed from the very beginning. She has uh, been, she's been a button pusher. Um, she pushes envelopes, whether it's with her, with her clothes, the kinds of the kinds of I mean trends that she started in the '80s with her clothing, or with uh, her performing the you know the the dancing and the shows that she's created, and of course anything anything involving sex and all of that, and politics even um and uh certainly her music in in many ways, she has pushed envelopes and 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 you know she is an icon uh, to a lot of other young singers and musicians because she owns her you know she she owns herself and the way she does her music she makes makes all the choices that that matter most to her and you know, all of that is in some way kind of stirring the pot and creating controversy, pushing the envelope, asking to, ch- to challenge the audience, to challenge the world, to challenge herself. Gender stereotypes. Uh, gender stereoty- oh yes, Gen- and also challenging gender stereotypes. And, that, and actually there is a connection there, not just between the, you know, what I'm saying with controversy and the things that might rub, you know, like poke people in ways and make them uncomfortable and, and help them hopefully to grow, There's actually a connection to the music as well, which I'll get to later. Um, So my comment to all of that is, so what? Why does any of it matter? Why does her controversy matter? Why does her trying to push envelopes in various ways matter? Why is she an icon? Why is she uh, a role model to to so many people? Why isn't she just a contrarian poking fingers and eyes? What makes her more than that? well if if you've seen anything on my site and any of these podcasts, you'll kind of know the answer and the answer is it's the music it's the art it's the work um it's it's no matter what else she does it, it it you know she matters more than what she says, her controversy, the things that she shouts to the world, whether you agree or disagree with them matters more we pay attention to them more because of the work she's done because of the art she's done because she has uh given us the gift of her inspiration and creation and craft and all of that stuff and because she's done it so well the amazing songs and 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 in particular I, i always focus on that the great songs um, and production and performances and, and everything that goes with that. Uh, she and and so and so there are a ton of people out there who are screaming, who are controversial, who are trying to push buttons. But it's people like her who never lose sight of their craft, who never, who never, you know, no matter what else they're doing. They know why they were put on this earth. It doesn't mean you can't do other things. In fact, it's important to do other things. And it's important for some people and in some ways to use that, you know, bully pulpit as a a mouthpiece, as a way to get other, you know, messages and things across in the world. But it's always the fact that she comes back to her inspiration for her life has been music, you know. And that's and that's what makes her matter more than people whose volume, whose whose loudness, who whose controversy drowns out whatever work they're doing, or subsumes it, or takes it over. It it, it, it has them shift into something other than the work that they are that they do best, the thing that they're known for. Um you know, or people who don't contribute anything and who are just there to kind of shout and stir things up. Uh, you know, like I said, I don't always agree with her I'm sure you don't always agree with with her and in some ways there's things she said recently that I don't necessarily agree with but other things I completely agree with you know uh and as far as her music goes I don't know all of it I honestly probably know about 20% of it maybe a little more I don't know her hits some of the things from the later years and what I've heard i certainly like I don't know where she ranks but the thing is whether you agree or disagree whether you like her music or not that that doesn't matter. What matters is she puts her all into everything she does. She puts her all into the into the music that she does, following her own muse, her own dictates, the things that mean something to her. And never and never kind of you know uses the music as just simply a platform to do everything else. The music comes first and that's and that's what makes those other things she does so significant to the you know to the rest of the world. I mean, think think about it this way. Oh, there's a,
0: Julie says the body of work matters.
2: Yes, the absolutely. The whole body of work matters. Let's see, this is something I, I, I say so often. I listen to a lot of bands, and I started a few years ago when Bowie died. I, I started listening to certain bands and artists chronologically, uh, their entire catalog, beginning to end. And what I found was that you can find patches of genius throughout their career, whether they were popular at the time or not. And so what does matter is their body of work. That's absolutely true. And it makes, and it, it uplifts, it gives that platform and that significance to the other things that she says and does and, and all of that. And that's kind of my contention with this podcast is that controversy matters when, when there's substance attached to it. Otherwise, it's just shouting. It's just, you know, it's grandstanding. Uh, I mean, think about people like, uh, would we give shit what Tom Hanks says about wearing masks or politics if his acting sucked and he wasn't a beloved, you know, actor? Uh, Would we care about or know about at all, Frida Kahlo's politics—if she wasn't a, a genius painter, would we care about the sexual and and religious and social boundaries and 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 boundaries of uh, empowerment in the industry and 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 uh, you know busting through gender norms that Prince did? If he wasn't just a hands-down genius from beginning to end, talk about another body of work. No, we probably someone might, but the world wouldn't. And the reason we do care about all those people and care, agree, disagree, whatever, but listen to what they say and do is because of the work they've done in music. is because of that body, is that body of work. So getting back to the main topic here, Madonna's like a virgin. What, yes, um, what was her main contribution? And yeah, music, right, but I'm saying what was her main contribution to music is, you can say is, but I think in terms of like look, looking back at, at her body of work, what is her main or was her main contribution to music? And this is what I think it is, if I can read my own notes. She was one of the early adopters or pioneers of a movement that started really in the 1970s in the LGBTQ and uh, you know people of color communities, that we know of as disco or dance. That music wasn't just created to get people to get up and dance. It was, that was one of the main reasons, but it was also created to give people who felt otherwise disenfranchised a place to come together, a place to congregate, a place to celebrate themselves. Yes, in the, in the back row there. And, uh, she
0: banked, To express her music visually in a provocative way that matched what she was saying.
2: So, if you didn't hear that, she banked on music video being a new medium to express her views uh, provocatively in a visual way. Which, yes, when she started, so she backed n- up what she said with the vision, and she she embraced that not just in videos, but on stage and in books and in and in other ways. You know, and and yes, she was at the you know it came at a time when music videos were becoming very very popular as as you probably no. And yeah, so she didn't just stay, she didn't just let her music be her music, which would be fine. She, she let her music grow into other media and, and that helped to spread her message more and all of that stuff. And she did it with the same level of diligence that she did with everything else. Um, But so, yeah, so she, she was an early adopter of that, of people who decided that dance music could matter, uh, and along with LGBTQ and, and people of color, and you know, especially the Latino Latinx community who created disco, really, um, and uh, and all that in the '70s. Uh, punks who didn't want to be punk anymore. Started doing something called post punk, which which kind of morphed morphed as well into New Wave, which is a dance form, which is techno, which became industrial and EDM and all of this stuff. And what they did as well was they they said, you can dance to something that's serious. You could dance to something that has lyrics that might not be, I wanna dance, I wanna dance. That's, by the way, that's trademarked. Um, (laughs) You know, you, you could put any lyrics in there that mean something to you or to your community or to the people or to somebody and still get people to get up and dance. But, my, and, my, and my final comment on this is that it's not just the substance of the words that, that make dance music significant, and that is Olga squeaking a, a toy, that's totally fine. Um, Olga's a dog, by the way, and not a person. Uh, it's the dancing itself. It's the, it's the act of getting up and dancing. It's the act of getting up and kind of getting out of your body by getting into your body. Yes. it's this yes it's the act it's the act of uh allowing a a physical a physical uh, activity to pull you out of the arbitrary strictures and norms and rules that either society places on us or worse that we somehow place on ourselves internally it's a way to whether you dance with your eyes wide open shouting or closing your eyes and kind of do it you know inside yourself it's a way to just get away from all that and, and, and allow more of, of you to, to be expressed. And that to me is as significant as the words themselves. And that, and that is why controversy is made to matter and that is why dance is essential. So I answered the questions in the beginning of the, I don't know if anyone has any other questions or comments. Dance is
0: essential. Yes.
2: Um, I, I have a minute or two left in my speaking portion before I go to shift to something else. Uh, and, and if you have a question or comment, please shoot it. You know, I want to hear it. I want to see it. I can't see it. I'll hear it. And, uh, I will respond, but, but just in case I'll keep pushing on. And that is this. And if you've watched my podcast, you know what comes next, which is, um, how does this connect to, to things that I have done? Well, When I started out, one of the first ways that I performed as a teenager was as a DJ. I had a DJing partner named Mike, and we would DJ uh, dances and parties in and out of school, all of that stuff. This was in high school. And even prior to that, even when I was very young, but certainly in that period, dance music meant a lot to me. A beat meant a lot to me but a beat, again, with something interesting going on, with some substance, whether it was in the production values or the vocals or the words and all of that. And so being DJ really influenced a lot of what I did. Uh, Subsequently, it it doesn't mean that's all I did. There were times where I needed to be a rocker or folk or whatever and all that stuff because what? Music is not a genre. Uh, But throughout all those years, I've always done some kind of you know, danceable beat, dance music, and of many different kinds. And uh, even though, I mean, Madonna is a an influence of sorts because I grew up with her. So you have that music around; it's going to influence you in one way or another, right? Uh, but and that idea of dance music being popular and important is really what she what she brought to any of the kind of dancey dancey music that, that I do. And so, as a treat. Uh, if the question period is over, I'm now going to get to the next special part of this, which is I'm going to be performing two songs. One of the songs, the first one, will be a song that was featured on the re-release of Madonna's Like A Version. It wasn't on the original pressing, which this is, 1984. Look at that. Huh? All right. Um, Actually, I think that's the cover, and this is the back. But, you know, ooh. Look, she's moving. Um, it, it was it, it was featured on the re-release because it became super popular because the following year, it was featured in the movie Desperately Seeking Susan. So you may know the song. but And if you don't, you'll know it as soon as I start it. And the second song will be a song of mine that will be officially released later this month on my band Rex's new EP, Syncope for the Weird, uh, called You Make Me Wanna. And I think you'll hear you know, the, the connection there. Um, and what I've done is I've created a mini DJ set, which is uh, I've, I've mixed the songs together, I've faded the songs, uh, you know, the way DJs do. So uh, without further nuttiness, I'll be right back. <laughs>
0: Dance. For inspiration. feel this free At night I lock the doors where no one else can see I'm tired of dead. to
2: My mind, it goes places it should.
0: Yeah, you make me, you make me, you make me, me want to. Right thing. but now our loving is through. I don't know what is happening. You make me wanna think about all the things that we never had. You make me wanna think about all the times that we were glad to be together. Together 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 ooh, 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 ooh. You make me wanna think about my life 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 Ha don't take it away, nah, nah, nah. Ah, ah, yeah. Don't take it away, nah, nah, nah. Together About I about it, baby, baby, baby. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think about it, yeah, I think about it.
2: listening to the music and thank you where is it for listening to the podcast that happens every time um i appreciate you joining me on my live recording of this podcast you people there you're kind of here but you're kind of there uh again as always if you like what you've seen please go to my youtube channel if you're not there already and subscribe and or Share with people you think would absolutely love it. What's your YouTube channel address? YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash Nick Music. N-I-K-M-U-S-I-K. N-I-K-M-U-S-I-K. YouTube.com slash Nick Music. Virtual tip jar above. As always, thank you for that. And thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank you for listening, for watching, for reading, for clicking, for sharing, for subscribing. Because as always... My objectives are music, conversation, and connection. I'll see you
3: next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football